Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic. Prescott and his representatives are looking for Prescott's new long-term contract, listen to this, to come in right behind Patrick Mahomes. You all know what Patrick Mahomes was paid, right? Uh, she said that Prescott and his representatives are looking for a respectable offer. You know, we could talk about Dak overplaying his hand all we want to. I don't give a damn. It's such a thing as bringing it on yourself. And that's what Jerry Jones has done. Because you know something is interesting when you look at the long laundry list of contracts Jerry Jones has signed people to. Ezekiel Elliott, you paid him market value. The offensive lineman, the Zach Martins of the world and others, you paid them market value. Amari Cooper, you paid him market value. Jalen Smith, you paid him market value. And so if you're Dak Prescott, you're saying, wait a minute, you've been playing hardball with me for since the moment I arrived, I show up from Mississippi State. I'm flat out balling as a preseason quarterback. I'm here. I'm young. I'm vibrant. I'm ready to perform. I'm showing that I can do the job for you. And then I go into the regular season and I perform. You still didn't want to give me props. You were still ready to hand that job back to Tony Romo. Your quarterback stood front and center and represented you in an incredibly reputable and impressive fashion. Did you still take care of him? No. So you're Dak Prescott. You're looking internally. You're looking externally. You're seeing everybody maximize their market value. And then Jerry Jones wants to come to you and say, not when it come to you. Not when it come to the quarterback. Linebackers, offensive linemen, running backs, wide receivers. We'll take care of everybody else. We'll watch other teams take care of their quarterback. But we won't do it for you. Why? Nobody has asked Jerry Jones this one question. Why Dak Prescott? The only thing I'm second to say is, how about them Cowboys? How about them, Cowboys, indeed. All right, Cowboys fans, we're about a week away from the official start of free agency. Hashtag Watch is in full effect. We're going to give you a little free agency primer here, bring some names to the table that might make good fits for the Cowboys and might be on our wish list, maybe. Maybe Jerry's going to get crazy this offseason. Who knows? But first, we got some things to catch up on. It's been a few weeks. And uh, we've got a special guest for this episode. But first, I want to remind you, you need to be subscribed to The Athletic. Because that Dane Brugler draft guide is just weeks away, believe it or not. And it's included with your subscription to The Athletic. It's theathletic.com slash aboutthemcowboys to get the best deal on a subscription that you can. People always ask for promo codes. They ask me, Kent, can you hook me up with a subscription? Of course I can. Theathletic.com slash aboutthemcowboys. That's the best deal you're going to find. And you're going to want to get it now because the draft coverage is ramping up, the off-season uh, free agency coverage is ramping up across all our podcasts, and uh, you're going to want to subscribe because it's going to all come down on The Athletic this season. By the way, Dallas fans, local Dallas fans, make sure you're subscribed to our Mavs podcast with Tim Cato, 77 Minutes, Mike Pellucci, Tim Cato, Dave DeFore, a lot of Mavs talk, a lot of Luca talk going down over there. So if that interests you, check that out as well on The Athletic Podcast Network. But now... It's time to talk some Dallas Cowboys to welcome in for the first time to the show from the Pro Football Network. Follow him on Twitter at Dalton B. Miller. It's Dalton Miller. Dalton, welcome to the show. Gentlemen, how are you guys doing tonight? 
doing wonderful. Excited to talk Cowboys and excited to get back into this uh, this craziness of, of Cowboys talk. And of course, back as always, the Bash Brothers of the Dallas Cowboys, Father Jonathan Mishoda and Kevin KT Funtimes Turner. Guys, welcome back. And Dak Watch continues. But uh, KT, I think in the past few weeks, there's some, been some crazy stuff going down in the in the division. Maybe we could touch on that and touch on Dak before we get to our free agents here. No, no, absolutely. Good to be back after a brief hiatus in which nothing happened. Yeah. I kind of thought like, uh, hey, um, hey, well, we're going to take a couple weeks off. And then uh, I, once you say that, you know, that's when you <laughs> sign Dak. Um, but it feels like they've put that off um, long enough. So let's go up to the deadline or whatever we're going to do here. Uh, so, yeah, before we talk on that, the, the Carson Wentz trade, uh, I think that's probably the, the, the big thing that happened since the last time we've been here. The Giants haven't done much, um, but the Carson Wentz thing, and then Alex Smith, oddly, with a bunch of comments, just kind of about how he kind of felt like he was done wrong in Washington, even though they let him play. That was all. That was all very strange, and it looks like Washington's might go with Heineke, maybe. Like there's a weird quarterback thing going on in the NFC East right now, where technically. It feels like we know Dak will be the quarterback. We know it's going to be Daniel Jones in New York. Might be Taylor Heineke in Washington. And then, of course, Jalen Hurts in Philadelphia. Uh, John, is that about how you saw that playing out, though, with Carson Wentz getting traded? And what would you think of the return that they got for him? Yeah, no, that's not a big surprise. Um, I would say, for me, I don't know that Jalen Hurts is necessarily going to be that for sure guy though either like it wouldn't surprise me if they drafted somebody relatively high or they signed somebody in free agency that uh has got some proven starts under their belt I'm not completely sold that Jalen Hurts is the guy sorry um but the once thing doesn't surprise me just because it, it just didn't appear that it was going to work out there you know and I think the biggest thing if and I don't know this is a surprise but the biggest thing for me is just and I think we talked about it the very last time that we did a, a show is that like these these especially these quarterbacks they're getting what they want like they're getting out of the situations they want to be out of and that's why I, I look at like the Deshaun Watson situation I look at even Dak situation like you know they're not really caving into what the teams want like they've got more power now than ever before and you can just see these guys are flexing it now and so uh that's really interesting to me from from multiple angles but whether Carson Wentz was back or not, or whether it's Carson Wentz and Jalen Hurts or just Jalen Hurts, I don't think in either of those, any of those scenarios you look at the Eagles like, well, they got quarterback figured out. Like, I think there's a lot of question marks still still there at that position with them. And and real quick on the Alex Smith thing, you know, I don't know what the what the market's going to be like that f- out there for him. But if by some chance there isn't a lot of teams that are interested, and it and it gets to the point where he's just kind of looking for a backup jobs, I think he'd be a great backup for Dak. If obviously if Andy Dalton goes somewhere else, just they're they've known each other for a long time because they have a lot of similar college coaches. You know, Dan Mullen was a guy who uh, that's Dak's college head coach, who was quarterback coach at Utah for Alex Smith. Alex Smith is a guy that you know Dak's looked up to. Had it had a major injury. Why, why wouldn't you want that guy to be around him? And then the other and the biggest thing. And as, as KT, we've talked about on here, you know, Alex Smith is, is a key piece in the, why things didn't get off to a hot start between Mike McCarthy and Aaron Rodgers, because he, Aaron Rodgers remembered that 
Mike McCarthy, that one year he was the OC in San Francisco, when they drafted Alex Smith, they could have drafted Aaron Rodgers there. So obviously Mike McCarthy's seen enough out of Alex Smith. I know we're going back to 2005, but obviously he's seen enough there that he would like him as well. And the other part of this is, is just good that point. if Andy if Andy Dalton is is gone, if he doesn't find any or if he finds a better job somewhere else, better offer. I think they're going to bring in a veteran. Like, I don't think they're going to go Jason Garrett where it was like Cooper Rush and, 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 you know, guys like that. I think they're going to do the same thing they did this past year when they had Andy Dalton. I think they're going to have a, a proven veteran backup quarterback. And so I don't know what Alex Smith's market's going to be. I just, I look at it as I'd be really cautious with a lot of these guys because these teams don't have a lot of money to be spending. It's not just the Cowboys. Just all these teams aren't going to have a lot. I think you're going to see a lot of guys signing one-year deals to try and get to next year's free agency. So if that's the case and Alex Smith is available, I think you could do a lot worse than him. Yeah, and, and you know, something that I saw that was I, I thought was interesting was John Clayton reported that Ryan Fitzpatrick isn't receiving a lot of interest and might retire. I mean, what, what are the Philadelphia Eagles doing at this point? Because, John, you said that you don't believe that Jalen Hurts is, is really the guy there. Why wouldn't you bring in a veteran like that who, you know, in a – bad division or a division that we think might be bad again, bring in a guy like Ryan Fitzpatrick who can be the backup um, and can come in and spot start a little bit. I, I don't understand why there aren't more teams interested in, in a guy like that. Yeah, there's so many of those guys and I am Dalton and Alex Smith and I, I would put Ryan Fitzpatrick in that same boat right now. Just again, older guys who if they need to give you four games, that's great. You don't want these guys being your quarterbacks for 16 games, but like if they're around, you know, they can help you and should be cheap. I I mean, it is interesting. That all aboard. One thing I, I keep going back to, so like even going into last year, we did not go into last year going Carson Wentz is broken. We went into last year going, is Carson Wentz and Dak? Yeah, they might be, you know, they might be about the same thing or maybe who's better, you know, having all those debates. And then you realize that Carson Wentz is broken. And I look at the division and I can't help but go, Okay, it's a fun exercise when the schedule goes out to look at every team and just based on is your quarterback better than their quarterback and just assume that you get the win if your quarterback is better, right? Well, I'm going 6-0 and in the division if Dak Prescott's my quarterback. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah. look, I'm not beating like, – I don't want to beat the dead horse if they need to sign Dak. We've done that enough on this podcast. You can go through the archives if you want to hear those rants because they've been happening for two years. Like, it's all there. I don't want to you know, go too deep into that. But like it's I almost look at it as like if you're looking for positive news after a disappointing season, well, there's a good one right there is that you own the clear best quarterback in the division and there's no debate there. And I'm not sure how many divisions in the NFL you can say that about aside from of cocaine in the AFC West. We know it's Mahomes and we then we know it's we know it's Rogers. Right. What else? Like that's about it. So I let me cut Josh you off Allen real quick, now. though. Let me cut yeah, you off no, real quick. Um, I talked myself into a hole there, John. Uh-oh. No, 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 no. Hold, hold on real quick, though. I agree with you 100%. As of today, it absolutely sits that way. But it changes pretty quickly if Washington was able to get Deshaun Watson. Oh, yeah. Washington's well, yeah. the only team. Like, I think Dallas comes out of all those moves like, God, it's great that Philadelphia probably is another two years away from even competing in this division. Um, but if you're Dallas, you're looking at Washington for sure as your main going into next year. That that's the team that in the division you've got an eye on, and, and the organization as a whole. Even if they have Heineke, I think their defense is going to be even better, and they're going to draft well. And Rivera's going to be having a full off season and all that. Aside from a quarterback, 
and their organization as a whole over the last, I would say, 365 days just seems as it's headed in a much better direction than it has at any point in probably the last, yeah. I don't know, 20 years. So <laughs> that has to scare you a little bit, too. I mean, I, I think it's around 20. What did uh, Snyder buy? Was it 99 or 2000? It was somewhere around there. It's about and, the same time as Mark Cuban. I've always put those two okay. in my head. So, yeah, right around so, there, right? So, I mean, you're talking almost 20 years there. I think this is about as as well run as they've been in that time. So that's got to scare you a little bit, uh, you know, if you're a Cowboys fan or anybody else in, in the uh, NFC East, because I really do think that they are really the team that, and I don't think Dak would go to Washington next year if he, you know, if he gets a free agency, but they are the team. That's the scenario right there for like a Dak Prescott. Like you could go to a team that has the money to sign you and you're the, clearly like just the missing piece. Like that's, you're, you're the guy that could like take them to the next level. That's what they're missing. I know it's, it's difficult to find that franchise quarterback, but if Washington does, Washington could, could be very scary. Yeah, another thing I'm really looking at too, like when you look at the draft, when the Cowboys pick 10th, you know, the Eagles are sitting there at six. And it, if they don't do anything in free agency, I can't help but go, they have to take a quarterback. But like, what if the quarterbacks go? Like, what if all four of these guys go in the top five picks and the Eagles are there at six? And like, I don't say that's, it's very interesting. Like, Washington can't, because they won the division and got the 19, and it's the whole thing that all the team tank people were all worried about is like picking 19th, you know, but like it is kind of true to the fact that if Washington did want to attack quarterback in the draft, it'd be really hard to do that at 19 and have to do a lot of maneuvering to get on up there. Um, so I, I do think that's like a real fascinating thing. Well, and don't you think it's tough at 10? If the Cowboys, let's say that they, we, we go into the draft Dax under the franchise tag. There's no great movement between the two sides. So I mean, that's clearly over a month away from now. And they're and they're like, we're going, we're taking a look at one of these quarterbacks, and we have to move up. We have to move up. Even at ten, you feel like you're kind of far away from getting one of those guys. Much less nineteen. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I don't know because I, I keep seeing you know the, the experts of the experts you know kind of fall Trey Lance down a little bit, kind of fall Justin Fields down a little bit at this point, and they're elevating Mac Jones up a little bit as well. So, I mean, there might be five quarterbacks that the NFL is high on at the end of the day, and you might have somehow Justin Fields or, or Trey Lance there at 10, which, I mean, I if I'm in the NFL, if I'm one of those QB needy teams up at the top, I'm not allowing that to happen. But it, we've seen that the NFL, you know, when it comes to, for me, two positions, it's safety and quarterback, that we just don't know what these guys are looking for. Yeah, no, that's a, that's where it's like, even like even the Eagles, you wouldn't even know. Or they, they, I could see the Eagles, if a quarterback was available, going, nope, we've and they need to. Jalen Hurts. And they, they have to take a quarterback, yeah, and I can see them the going, nope, Jalen Hurts is our guy. Let's <laughs> take Jamar Chase or something. I was like, well, I don't know. And that's the thing to do. But that's what uh, that's why it's all fun. The Jalen like, Hurts thing is is so fascinating. I, I encourage everyone to listen to, to Birds with Friends, our Eagles podcast here that, that's been breaking that down fascinating. But I mean, the whole taking the second round pick on Jalen Hurts and then deciding he's not the guy after a few games. <laughs> like, what is that? What the heck are they going to do? I don't think they're, I'm with you, John. I don't think they go with Hurts this year. I think they know that Hurts isn't the guy. I think they're going in a complete Oh, they might. I'm not saying that they won't go with him. I'm just saying me personally, and I think a lot of other people that have watched them don't think that, oh, they got their guy. Now they just need to build around this guy. I think there's just a lot of questions that still need to be answered there. I mean, he's had, he has some, some upside where you're like, well, you know, he does some things that really impress you. But then there's other times where you're just like, yeah, I don't know if this is, 
the guy that I'm giving this like huge contract uh, to in another couple years. I don't know? think they expected Wentz to completely just fall off the map either. I thought they thought Hertz was a nice piece. You could use him situationally. If Wentz had to go down, he's a guy that could play. A, a, I don't think I'm they expected saying, him to be there. Like oh, he's you're going to be your starter now. You have to build an offense around this guy now. I don't. I don't think that was ever in the class, especially in year one. With Doug I'm not Peterson, saying this is what, yet, I'm not saying. I'm not saying this is what happened, but Carson Wentz was so bad this year that if like thirty years from now, if they're still doing thirty for thirties on ESPN. They came out and he's like, yeah, I kind of threw that season because I wanted to just get out of there so bad. If they took Jalen Hurts, I'd be like, oh, this makes sense now. I oh, always say yeah, this. there's I, total I mean, resentment there. Yeah, th- There's be. just certain games, like I, like another one, not to go too far down the wrong direction, but like I always say that about the about that Super Bowl with um, Carolina and Denver. I was like, if it comes out 30 years from now that Cam threw that game, I'd be like, now this makes sense. Because if I don't know if you remember that game, but like Cam was great all year. And in that one game, it was like even when there wasn't a pass rush, he just you're just like something's just not right here. Yeah. He just looks like he's off. I don't know if it's the pressure of the week or whatever came, and it just like he just it's the one of the worst games I've ever seen him play. And it's the same thing with Carson Wentz. Like I just, I, I mean, he obviously wasn't going in a great direction, but some of the stuff, and really, you can just take the Cowboys games. I mean, like that Donovan Wilson, where it's like. Carson, he's running after you, and nobody's there to block, and he's not even looking at Donovan Wilson. Just like, well, I'm going to tackle you, and I'm going to take the ball away from you. I'm just like, yep. what is he doing yep. right here? Like, he had, like the regression was was amazing. He had I think 15 fumbles this past season, or thir- it was like 13 lost and 15 total. And he didn't have and to do much season, for them to like just that, win that, in the division. That, to me, you're right, John. There might be something there. Like, you can't just. I don't know. Fifteen fumbles might seems like pretty tough when your job is to protect football. Well, we'll know. We'll know, we'll know pretty quickly if he's if he if starts he, having success in Indy right away and, and gets back to the guy we yeah, saw yep. early in his career before he got hurt. And and it, I mean, I can't just obviously Frank Reich will be a big part of that. But if all of a sudden he looks like the old Wentz, it's going to be like, well, maybe Philly's just not a great spot to be if you're a, if you're a franchise quarterback. It'll just be Frank Reich as a is a god. That's what they, it'll be. And Philly's a dumpster fire. That'll be a side note. Hey, quarterback side note here, KT. What do we think about this uh, Russell Wilson trade scenario slash him putting the Cowboys on his uh, on his list there? What did you uh, pique the interest at all? Yeah, number one, I think Russell Wilson's the corniest guy in football. Um, uh, like, oh, totally. uh, hey, I'm- oh, JJ Watt too a bit. Maybe. Yeah, JJ's pretty. Ooh, yeah, they're fighting hey, for that one. They really are. But like, uh, also, hey, you got to do it. It's kind of the old Jalen Smith thing. Also, what they do off the field, though. That JJ Watt like, tweet. Um, it was like source. <laughs> all right, everybody, you guys are calling out right now. Are all the guys out. that are every team's Walter Payton Man of the Year guy. <laughs> yeah, just think. Well, just think about it. Like JJ Watt like, is down. so corny. That 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 I'll never get over the video of on Hard Knocks of him flipping the tire at like two a.m. Like I, I will just, say uh, though, I will. I, I and I agree with you guys completely. And I will say though, for everything he did for Houston, especially during Harvey, oh, yeah. that was great. like you can almost like overlook some yes. of it to certain because you're oh, just like absolutely. if he yeah, didn't yeah, yeah. have that personality. He never gets to that level. Like they never raise that type of money, and I feel that way with Russell Wilson too. So it's like. It's just a fine line, you know. I agree with you guys on it because I think anybody that follows the league, you get like, you get like it's it's too much. It's like over the top. But when there are like bad things that happen, like you want those guys to be the face of it. You know what I'm saying? Like they yeah, seem absolutely. to be able to want to get like rile people up. You here's know? where I fall on both of them. From the football side of things, 
Russell Wilson, awesome. From the football side of things, J.J. Watt, total beating. Total, like the, the, the um, quintessential, uh, you know, I'm the man's man, I'm here to lead type, type of guy. Maybe that's what Arizona needs. Like the right. whole, like, the first thing he released is a picture of him lifting weights. And the other thing, like, <laughs> I'm so sorry, Houston, I let you down. I, I will work harder. This will only motivate me more. Like that stuff is a complete beating. But I think J.J. Watt in like real life is probably pretty cool, like pretty fun, awesome guy. But I think Russell Wilson on the field does all the right things. But I think in his personal life, Russell Wilson's a beating. Probably like, well, you know, I, mean, I don't think you'd want to hang out like, with Russell Wilson. I think you'd be like, this guy's lame, <laughs> you know, yeah. that's kind of no, right. Yeah, like you can't, you can't accuse JJ Watt of being a ring chaser either. So, I mean, there's something there. <laughs> that's true. Um, but like, but like I say like, you know, it's interesting with like the Russell Wilson thing to like not demand a trade, but we got to go ahead and get it out there that here are the teams mm-hmm. that I would go to. I just think that tells you how bad it is right now in Seattle. Like, What's pretty? It's pretty awesome. It kind of underreported. Maybe the guy was going to retire anyways. But after he took all the shots at the offensive line publicly, uh, one of his offensive linemen retired. <laughs> it's like you know what? I'm good. Like I don't. The guy might have been like 35. Was it Upati or whatever his name is? Um, but I think like what I what's interesting is like it. It obviously because there's a quarterback conundrum here. There shouldn't be, but there is because the Jones family is flat out stubborn. Like, it just creates this unrealistic notion that Russell Wilson could be a Cowboy. It just can't happen. Like, it just to follow how salary caps work, it's, it's, you can't, it doesn't work out. The money doesn't work out. So, like, it would be such a problem for both teams. It just can't happen. So, if, if and, and, and by the way, and I, Dalton was the one who hit me to this. We were, we were watching a Seahawks playoff game. And Dalton was talking about how some of the people that he knows who follow the Seahawks or covering the Seahawks and telling how like they were uh, made a comment about how Russell's not seeing the middle of the field very well. And that's something that I, Dalton was the one that hit me to that. And I was like, and if you look at how they started playing, Pete Carroll was pissed off that Russell Wilson's throwing three, uh, had a couple, he had one four interception game. I know it was kind of turning the ball over a lot. And Dalton was the one that hit to me like, Hey man, Russell's not seeing the middle of the field. And I was like, wow. Has Russell lost it? No, probably not lost it, but like there's a bit of an issue with that style of offense because they seem to shift. After they let him cook for about two months, they get to November and went back to Seahawks football, uh, which is try to win close games. I don't know if I'm selling Russell Wilson. I mean, who is the best receiver he's had? Doug Baldwin? DK Tyler Lockett. His career, Baldwin oh, DK Lock- Metcalf. Baldwin Lockett and, and DK. I mean that. That's. I mean they obviously didn't that's all play true. together. This past but, year was pretty good. I don't know. You yeah. put him in with Amari, CD Lamb, and Michael Gallup. I think you see. I think you see I'll the production that. there. I'll take that. Right. I don't know. To, you know, this is totally. Hold on, 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 No, no, go back to KT. I know you're holding. Go back to KT. What did you just say? I'll take that. Give me. I take you forward. He said, "I'll take Dak." Is what he said. Oh. I'll take Dak. I thought you said I'll take that. No, no, I'll take Dak. Yeah, I'll take Dak. Yeah. Oh, I'll take. Yeah, for sure. My number one, I guess, thing we should get out on this episode is everyone agrees. Number one priority: sign Dak. Right. Everyone. Yeah, I mean, everyone's gonna have for, that point. Like that. Even, that's the number one free for, agent target. Yeah, just Dak. 
Well, yeah, and even for free agency to happen for the Dallas Cowboys, they they need to figure this out because that that is going to determine what kind of money they have to spend in free agency. Right, right. Um, Okay, let's say you can't work it out. Or um, let's hypothetically say you're Stephen Jones and you hear that uh, last week. What's the conversation you have with Jerry? Uh, John, are you talking about me? Yeah. If I'm talking to Jerry, if you're like, Hey, what do you think about Russell Wilson potentially being available? What do you, what do you think that conversation would go like? What do you think? Uh, cause I think Jerry in his mind see, would see Super Bowls. Uh, yeah, Jerry Jones. Sure. And, and, and that's important to point out because it's much like the Dak thing. Um, you know, if he doesn't get a long-term deal done with the Cowboys, I think there's going to be a lot of people that just assume that the entire Cowboys organization was like ready to move on from him. And it might be as simple as just Jerry Jones was like, I'm not, this is the line and I'm not willing to cross it. And as long as he's the only one that said, I mean, he could, Will McClay could be telling him, Steven, everybody could be telling him, Jerry, we have to just do this. This is the best thing we have to do. It. And if Jerry doesn't want to do it, then they don't do it. So uh-huh. it does really just come down to him. So I do think just having covered him over the last decade that he would be, um, very, very enamored with the Russell Wilson idea. I also think that obviously he would know better than us where things stand going into the draft with Dak. He w- he'll, he'll have an understanding of where they're willing to go and where Dak's willing to go between the end of the draft and July 15th. So I would think that he would have his scouts looking hardcore at quarterbacks. And one of the reasons why I say that too is because I, and I know a lot can change in one year, but like, this doesn't look like it's going to be a great quarterback draft a year from now. So if you're going to go draft a quarterback, you better do it this year and then get a, you know, let him at least have a year to, you know, where he's, where he doesn't really play. And then, then the next year, then he's your guy, as opposed to just hoping that there's another, you know, Matthew Stafford, Deshaun Watson type situation next year that you can trade for Russell Wilson like that. You got to get your insurance right now by drafting one of these quarterbacks with your first round pick. I just, I, I feel like you have to do it and it'll just be so strange for them to do that because they haven't done it since Troy Aikman. I mean, they just don't take mm-hmm. quarterbacks in the first round, but the way the league is structured now, like you have to do that, especially like I said, like, like next year's draft is just doesn't have these quarterbacks in it. Like though, obviously there's going to be two or three quarterbacks that go in the top 10 because there is in almost every draft, at least there has been recently, but it's not to the level of this class. So wow. You, before I even get to the Russell Wilson thing, I'm thinking about like if if I don't think I can sign Dak because he's not willing to budge and we're not willing to budge, then I have to seriously consider what, what I'm doing at 10. But do we think that Jerry, with his current timeline, do you think that he would be willing to start over? <laughs> That's with, a great question. With a rookie quarterback. That's a great question because he's already shown you, actions speak louder than words, that he's probably not. That's why he hired Mike McCarthy and didn't interview a single college coach is because it is about right now. I'm just saying what, because Ken asked me what I would tell him. But but what I think, if, if Ken's asking me what I think Jerry would do. What do, what I, think do I, he, think, I think? What do you think the conversation was, was honestly like between Steven and Jerry? Like, because you know that they closed the door and were like, and they had, they had one out on Oh, the they've line. had several. Yeah. They've been having them for the last two years. It's very, very curious. Well, now yeah. that, now that like Russell Wilson... I mean, it could be a thing now, you know, I think that they probably would, they, they would talk about it, but I think they would quickly come to the realization as we just talked about that. That's try to get that done. Unrealistic. And then if yeah. that doesn't work, then, then you see where you're at or if that, 
if we don't think that's going to work long term. I'm, I'm, I'm a little worried yeah. that he's seeing the way the quarterback market is right now, and he just thinks that there's going to be one of those, yeah. like I said, Stafford, Deshaun Watson things again next year. Or, you know, like like we saw last year in free agency where Tom Brady becomes available, Phillip Rivers, and I can see a Jerry being like, well, we'll just go get that guy, and we'll get him yeah, on a one-year deal or something after like that. Dak's on a one-year tag. Right. That's what you're saying? Right, right, gotcha. right, yes. Yes, and that's terrible because this year's an anomaly. <laughs> that's terrible. It's, it's, it's this, this year's not yeah. these guys being ava- these guys being available. It, it's not this doesn't happen every plus year. the draft and, and, and quite and quite frankly, outside of okay, the Wentz trade's a little different because Wentz we can still say Wentz not totally established yet, right? Like I, I mean, the Stafford trade, like seeing veteran quarterbacks or proven winners and all that stuff move around, that didn't happen a ton. I'm proven winners. Matt Stafford's eight and eight. Jared Goff, though. Jared Goff. I mean, all right, here I'll give you. A, I'll give you a good example of someone. What if he goes after like a Matt Ryan next year? Oh no, God! No. Why would you want a quarterback that's worse than Dak? That's I why I don't understand. I'm I, hold on. Because I'm not doing this. 40, not you. you I'm talking pay. to Jerry. You don't have to pay forty million dollars. Right. That's I'm why. I'm talking to Jerry. But I'm telling you, I could see like guys like that be yeah. like. I mean, how many times have we had to hear about Mike McCarthy got the got the Packers to a Super Bowl? He, he could be he'll peddle the same yeah. thing about Matt Ryan and how how he got got them to Super Bowl. And then the fact that Dan Quinn's on the staff and stuff like that. I'm just saying, like, I, I you can I see Atlanta, you can I see Atlanta draft, you can see Atlanta drafting a quarterback, you can see Atlanta drafting a quarterback this year, Matt Ryan finishing this year out. But I'm just saying, like, there's an example. I'm just trying to give you. I'm not saying he's going to be the guy. I'm just yeah. saying that's an example of something that I could see them looking at. Like, well, we'll do that then. This stupid league has so many dumb narratives. Like, I, I hate when just things start going. And if I've, if I've said this on this this show before, I'm sorry. But, like, here's the one that kills me this time of year. Okay, it just kills me when this comes up. Blank, blank percent of quarterbacks who make X amount have yes. made, won, won a Super Bowl. 55 teams have won a Super Bowl ever. Okay, so we're already operating on small sample size. <laughs> and we now live in a world where Tom Brady exists. Okay, so let's just rule out that stat. Here's the stat I need to know. What percent of quarterbacks make the playoffs while making X amount of the salary cap? All those guys make the playoffs. All these guys who are highly paid guys, Russell Wilson, Matt Ryan before they, yeah, you know, whatever. Aaron Rodgers. Uh, all those guys at the top of the heap there, they generally make the playoffs. And how do you win Super Bowls, guys? By winning playoff games. Your issue is that. You don't consistently make the freaking playoffs. So it's not a Dak thing and about how much Dak's going to make. It is a you thing. In the mirror, it is a you thing. And they just will never deal with that. Because they got their own crap they're dealing with all the time. I've never seen an organization... Just get distracted by a bird flying over there more than this one. Oh God, look at that owl! Well, no, no, talk to. We were talking about something, and you saw an owl, and you <laughs> listening to what I was saying. Like it's 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 freaking Winnie the Pooh all the time in this organization. Well, it's at the you end know? of the day, and the pie, and got it all fit under the cap, and I mean that's that's all. It's it's all it's all just lip service. I mean, and, and at the end of the day, what it really is is just them being so stubborn, and them being the businessmen that they are, wanting to feel like they won the deal. That's that's it. That's it. It's all ego yeah. at the end of the day. Because and and let's we don't even have to get into the 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 Stephen Jones and Todd France stuff. Because we know they don't like each other. So it's just, 
it all sucks. And, and I mean, Todd France <laughs> sucks. Todd France sucks too. But I, I, they just hey, need he's to pretty he's pretty them. lucky that he's that this is going on with the Cowboys because if yeah. it's let's say a more smaller market and yeah. the and the front office is somewhat like. I don't know. It's not like many front offices are beloved, but let's say like it's a well-run organization and this is their franchise quarterback. I think he'd be taking more heat, but it's just so much easier to just put the blame on the Joneses and the Cowboys because of past performance. And so like, while there are people that, you know, they mention him and he gets mentioned and stuff like that. I think it could be a lot worse in like on, on different teams than, than it is right now. Cause I, I mean, if you took a poll, not just Cowboys fans, NFL fans, you know, if this thing doesn't work out, I I feel like, 95% is blaming it on Jerry Jones and the Cowboys. And it's probably higher than that. Yeah. Just, uh, well, here, you know, we'll, we'll talk more about this on our next episode because we will have the trade deadline uh, of March 9th. Uh, we'll have passed. Uh, I mean, the trade deadline, the franchise tag deadline of March 9th will have passed. And uh, it feels like we're probably going down that path. And then they'll have, uh, have a few months in the summer or spring summer to to get a long term deal worked out because uh, you know look the story never ends right it's the, the true never ending story is Dak flying on that big monster from the never ending story if you guys remember that oh, that creepy creepiest out. monster ever so many nightmares <laughs> as a child <laughs> with threats to our nation waiting around every corner adaptability is more important than ever when conditions change without notice quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. So free agency, the tampering period uh, begins March 15th through 17th, and then The NFL just loves celebrating St. Patrick's Day, so they're going to be like, hey, it's official. But the stuff's going to start leaking out probably the weekend before the 15th (laughs) because that's just how this works. But the tampering period officially starts um, on the 15th. So we thought we would uh, do a little exercise here in Cowboys free agency, knowing that they might have to be um, a a little frugal. um, But uh, everyone come to the table with – Three free agents you would like to to see on them on the team, or three free agents that you know whether it's possible or not, or, or whether it's uh, realistic or or just three guys you would like to see. Um, it's a pretty good exercise. Let's just talk about a few names. So, uh, John, I want to start with you. Um, who is your? Uh, and you don't have to power rank them or anything, but who is free agent one for you that you'd like to just kind of throw out there? Well, I think I think we have to go over this real quick. Like, are we talking yeah. about if they had unlimited money, or are we talking about realistic? Well, I think we should go with realistic so that we can okay. maybe wager something on this, All have right. some pull this up, and so John can you know run away from another bet loss or something like that. By the way, right. John, um, I'll do that. I'll do it. I looked up. You, I looked up. I'll I've do given it. You a deadline. The deadline is the time we do our next schedule episode. So you have until then has to be done before we do the next schedule bet. That's the deadline. Okay, that's fair. So, um, but okay. So if there was unlimited money, then I, I like the top guys are because, and I just want to say this real quick because these would instantly fill all the, all the gaps here. Anthony Harris. So you, you you cover safety there. Leonard Williams, you cover defensive tackle, <laughs> oh. and then a hey, Yannick Nagankwe, and then so then your defense is straight. But no, 
since that, I was going to say Justin Simmons, but I saw he's he's getting tagged. But since that's not that way, are we going to go one each and just go around? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Let's, let's go around. We all kind of brought three, but yeah, I think, I do think, try to be as realistic as possible. Okay. I don't think that this guy is coming to the Cowboys, but I don't think it would be unrealistic. I think that they could be in the ballpark, and that would be Indomitian Sue. I just think Indomitian Sue would rather sign a one-year deal and stay with Tampa Bay, but Tampa Bay is getting to a point where they're going to have to sign a lot of their guys, and they're going to be kind of strapped to try and keep that defense together as much as possible. So the thing about Indomitian Sue is that while he's not J.J. Watt off the field, he cares about his brand a lot, and I could see him being intrigued by the Dallas Cowboys because of that, and then also the fact that, you know, he, he, he would get a lot of playing time and, and he could be the guy that fixes their defense on, on a one-year deal. So uh, I just don't see a lot of help immediately out of this draft defensive tackle. And so if you don't get much help out of defensive tackle and free agency, then I think you're just going into next year with basically guys like Antoine Woods, you know, Tristan Hill and Neville Gallimore, which it's okay, but they don't, they need help there, and I just don't see this. There's just not that defensive tackle in this draft that can fill that gap. So they got to spend some kind of money on defensive tackle that I would think would have to be more of an improvement than just maybe going to get Gerald McCoy, which might be what they end up doing. I, I like the name, and that's something I I would be all in on. And I if we're talking about like you know establishing, I mean I, he's 34, right? So like I don't know if establishing value is important to him. He might just be clinging on to one-year deals throughout his career might be yeah. how he rolls right but dude come on let's that over you know Antoine Woods like no offense to anyone you know like guys like that in the mix of that over Tristan Hill immediately no I'm fine with all of those guys too it just they would all get knocked down a rung and, and yeah. that makes you better because you don't have to play that key role of where you're starting Neville Gallimore 16 games where Neville Gallimore can be like your third defensive tackle and it'll probably help him play better and how long have we been trying to get Indomitian Sue to the Cowboys now? <laughs> I, I, he's been signing these one or two year deals forever yeah. at this point. Yeah, he was he was actually my number four on my list. I put him there because they had the opportunity to go grab him last year. He was just sitting out there and they didn't. So makes me think they just don't like Indomitian Sue. But maybe this year, this past year with the Bucks, swayed them a little bit. Makes them well, think they have something left in the tank. I don't know. Let me let me say this. Rod Marinelli was never a guy that was going to go to the go to bat for signing some big time defensive lineman because he he really enjoyed <laughs> coaching the guys up. He that's why his defensive tackles have been pretty much all bargains. If you go all the way back to like Nick Hayden and those guys, um, Terrell McLean's, like I mean, he gets bargains. You know, even David Irving was a bargain for them. So he was never going to do it. And so then you get Mike Nolan in here, and he, Mike Nolan might have looked at Sue as like that, just not a fit for what he wanted to do. Whereas like. And Dominican Sue is absolute, absolutely a fit for what Dan Quinn wants to do. Uh, hey, Kent, who is your number one guy? My number one guy um, isn't really on a team right now, guys. And uh, Johnny I just, Manziel? I, no. Oh, God, I wish. I wish. <laughs> if only. Yeah, he's tearing up the uh, fan football league, guys. I don't know if you've seen. But um, no, I, it's... Uh, I just have a, I just have a, an itch. I just think Earl Thomas ends up on this team somehow, some way <laughs> this offseason. The Dan Quinn thing. I think they need safety help. He's always wanted to be a cowboy. Jerry likes a redemption story. Earl Thomas needs redemption in a lot of ways. I think I think it happens. So that's uh 
that's my number one uh, player is I think uh, just just if we're betting for for putting that out there, I think Earl Thomas ends up on this team or at least ends up in camp. So we'll see. It's still fun, but <laughs> I just don't I don't think I don't think it can happen. Legally? I d- no, I mean, I think legally he's fine, probably. <laughs> I just, you, you think? It, you get the feeling that no you one likes know. the guy. Yeah, I don't know anything. Uh, it's an it, it's interesting though. It's interesting. Oh, he fits exactly. He fits exactly what KT said when he was talking about the birds flying by. Uh-huh. Earl Thomas is, is absolutely <laughs> a, 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 what what KT's talking about when he says that. Look, a hawk. Ah, I mean, I mean, honestly, everybody shut the door on that, but Jerry's the only one that didn't want to shut the door on that when that was happening. I have an itch. He loves, he loves to keep that open. But I still think it's going to be a story. I think it was closer to happening than people realize. Still to this day, I still think, I think close conversations were had. Are are you talking about on draft day, or are you talking about even after draft day? I think throughout for the last few years. Throughout, yeah, yeah. Um, Dalton. Number one guy for you. Yeah, so my number one realistic guy, I guess, uh, w- would be Puna Ford. Try to try to wrestle him away from Seattle somehow. Now, the more realistic uh, one would actually be, uh, you know, last year's Rod Marinelli uh, special, Jonathan Hankins from the, the Las Vegas Raiders. I'm just trying to get a dude who's bigger than 305 pounds in here and play one <laughs> technique for the Cowboys. Um, but Puna Ford, a guy I like coming out of the draft, he's played really, really well for Seattle. I, I think that he might be on the expensive side. And when you talk about expensive and defensive tackle, probably not going to be a Cowboys target. But it's realistic from a, a number standpoint. And I think that getting a one tech is outside of getting a, a true free safety, the most important thing the Cowboys can do defensively. Yeah, no, I, I like that. I like that a lot. And they're even begging them to, to invest in that position. And they have shown that they don't like to do that. Um, but Puna Ford, that's a good player. Um, how did right that guy there. go? How did that guy go undrafted? Unbelievable. Because he's short. <laughs> he's five yeah. eleven. Short yeah. arms. That's, that's that's why I guess. I, I mean, it's, couldn't the Cowboys have taken a flyer on him instead of let's say like Bo Scarborough in the seventh? You know. Oh my God, Bo Scarborough! God, I <laughs> forgot about league, him. Still, That's still in the Lions, I think. I think he's still uh... Mike White. You know? Oh gosh, That's a bad one. I kind of like Mike White's college days. My life. Um, here's my number one guy. Uh, it's a name you guys have all known because he was drafted in the first round. It is a free safety. I am generally staunchly against Achilles guys, but. Malik Hooker of the Colts is available. The Colts declined their fifth-year option on him. And again, like I said, normally I don't have much interest in the guys coming off of the Achilles injury. But his – okay, so the Achilles injury happens. That's that's a terrible injury. His rookie year, he missed time because he tore his ACL. But his second and third year, he was there. Like, he missed, I think, two games his second year and missed three games his third year. That's a very good free safety. That is a very good player who I don't think would cost you more than $3 million. Um, I know that the Cowboys had a high grade on him, as every NFL team did, uh, you know, five years ago in that draft. But if you want a free safety and you want a guy who has really high-end upside, and before an Achilles, I would say unlimited upside before your Achilles just, you know, takes some of your explosion away and things like that. I love the name. I, I, I know that they liked him. 
I think we all know they probably never would have been serious about drafting a guy like him uh, because they just don't ever appear interested in, in safeties, especially early in the draft. But, man, Malik Hooker at two and a half or $3 million, if he gets hurt, he gets hurt, right? And he's not there for you. But I kind of like the idea of saying, you know what, are we trying to get an impact player? Because if he's healthy, he is that. He is definitely that. So it's a, it is, you know, I always like to hear too with all, like some guys are injury prone, right? I, but I also say they're also, you're also playing football. So like, I, I get the idea of like not, of wanting to be like as smart as you can about money and hopefully get to, but man, this is, it's a home run swing if you can get him. And I think you can get him for under $4 million. And I don't think the Cowboys are afraid of a reclamation project either. I mean, we've seen it in the past with, with other instances. And I think that, you know, Malik Hooker, because of that upside and because I think Dan Quinn is going to covet that free safety position, I actually kind of do think that might be a realistic option as long as the Achilles is, is good enough to where they believe he'll be able to actually contribute in 2021. So Malik Hooker was my number two. So, okay, sorry. Um, well, <laughs> no, you're good. Um so I'm just gonna stick. I'm just gonna talk about safety real quick here. So Malik Hooker, like if you if you ranked all the safeties in this free agency class, um, you know I feel like at the top, you know, you have like your Justin Simmons, who, like I said, he's gonna be franchise tag, but like Anthony Harris, you know, from the Minnesota, Marcus Williams from the Saints, Marcus May from the Jets, uh, that John Johnson the third from the Rams. I think those guys are probably all out of their range. Just just going off Cowboys history of not wanting to spend much. So I feel like if they do it in free agency. I think it comes down to Malik Hooker or Keanu Neal, and, and Neal only because he was with Dan Quinn. I don't think he's really the, the answer at safety. But it just, you go off these last two off seasons where it's haha Clinton Dix and George Ioka. It's if, if, if you're going to do that, don't even spend on a safety. Like if it can't be something better than that, then just go to the draft, you know? So um, Richard Sherman was a guy I was going to mention. I'm not, I don't really love Richard Sherman, but it makes some sense if he's willing to come on, on a somewhat team-friendly deal just because, again, it gets him with Dan Quinn, gives you a veteran corner. I, I don't think he's got much time left, but it, on a one-year affordable deal, it could make some sense. But on both of those guys, I will say this, and you could even throw Patrick Peterson in there in the mix with, with any of the DBs. I just feel like where you're drafting, if you're the Cowboys, as long as you get Dak Prescott's contract done, this draft should be all about the defense, and you should be able to get starting caliber players at both of those positions in this draft that start immediately, like Trayvon Diggs did, started immediately. Like, you don't need to get a guy that, like, well, you know, we're going to draft this corner at 10 and this safety, at you know, in the second round, and we're going to wait, and maybe in two or three. No, no, no. They start tomorrow. Like, they're your starters. So, um, you know, those are just some names to mention. But if I had to pick a player, though, that I would say would be next, I was going to say Denzel Perriman, the linebacker, just another guy has dealt with injuries. Um, if you've listened to this show, you know how I feel about Jalen Smith. You know how we've felt about Leighton Van Der Esch and his injuries. They need help at linebacker. They need a guy that can come in and be a potential starter. Um, and Perryman is a guy that, that I just saw today. It sounds like he's not going to re-sign with the Chargers, probably just trying to see if he can get better money. I don't know if they'll come from the Cowboys, but he's one of those linebackers that's not one of the top ones in this class. But if he could be affordable, that would make some sense. And real quick before we go on, Kent, to your second guy, uh, uh, John, isn't the Jalen Smith guaranteed money deadline like March 23rd? Like, isn't that like it, it, it comes into play? Like, don't they have kind of a decision if they were going to cut him? I, I, yeah, I believe weeks? that I believe that that's correct. You know, they have to make him a po- post June one cut though. That's how that they would save yeah. the most money under the cap. Um, 
And so I don't know. I mean, from what we see, you're just kind of like, eat it, do it. You got to move on. Like it just, this doesn't make sense to keep doing this, but it doesn't sound like that's the way they think right now. And so, you know what, and, and you know what, Hey, it could all have been one of those things where they might've felt that way on January 5th. But then Dan Quinn comes in is like, no, 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 no. Let's, I can work with this guy. Let me move him back into the middle. Let me, let me, let me move some stuff around and I'll try and make, I'll try and make this thing work, you know? And they would be like, okay, you know, this is your defense. You know, if you think you can do it with him, then we'll, then we'll keep him. you know? So that's the thing. We haven't got a chance to even talk to Dan Quinn since he's become their defensive coordinator. I mean, it's been (laughs) complete silence from the Cowboys. We haven't talked to Jerry, Jerry Jones in over 200 days. So we don't really haven't heard a lot about what they're doing, but if if Dan Quinn really wanted to keep Jalen Smith, then Jalen Smith's not going anywhere. Well, we'll see. All right, can, yeah. Maybe he watched the tape. Maybe he just watched the tape and he'll want to well, keep him. You know? Yeah. Just watch the tape. Um, all right. Well, I've got two more here. I'm I'm with you, John, on the uh on the defensive line depth of this draft. It's uh it's not great. It's not gonna be somewhere where I think the Cowboys should make a ton of investment in the draft, so free agency it is. And uh, I don't want to break the bank here either. So I'm looking at a guy who can maybe get, uh, I don't know, if he makes a little more than last year, $5 million, $4 or $5 million. It's uh, Jonathan Hankins from the Raiders. Um, guy, bunch of tackles, plays 16 games for you, um, has some sacks in his career, 15 total in his career. He's a veteran guy. Um, you need help. Somehow, some way. You need leadership, too. Somehow, some way. Um, you know, to quote Jason Garrett. So that's a, that's a guy I'm looking at. You know, maybe a veteran guy who's got experience, who can play for you, and is not going to be hurt all the time because they need reliability. So that's uh, that's my guy, Jonathan Akins. Yeah, I think of, he played like 70-plus percent of the snaps for, for six, them this past yeah, year. So yeah, he played a yeah. lot. 665 uh, total snaps for, for Hankins in 2020. So... That intrigues me. Isn't it kind of funny when any name you kind of throw out that's a defensive player, you go, you know, that guy might be an upgrade. Like pretty much it, pretty much <laughs> in almost every position, like every name you throw yeah. out. And we're, and we're in the bargain bin right now, too. And we're like, yeah, it couldn't hurt. I mean, hell, I might as well add that guy. <laughs> okay, so uh, let's just run him off real quick. Who, who wouldn't be it? Who, who could you realistically, with what they can afford, not, not be an upgrade on defense? I got Demarcus Lawrence, Trayvon Diggs. I'm done. Yeah, that's it. Like who are who else would not be? Could you not, you know, theoretically upgrade on with on their budget? You know, oh, that's it. Leighton, if he's a healthy. healthy, a healthy LVE, yeah. Okay, yeah, if he's healthy, sure. Maybe Randy Gregory. Maybe. 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 <laughs> like, like where? Hey, where are you guys like, at on Alden Smith? Do you guys really want Alden Smith back? Because I'm I'm kind of good. No, I'm uh-huh. good. Have you like? Do you guys remember a game last year? And I and, and taking Kent's line, I probably should go back and watch the tape. But like, do you remember a game last year? I just want one where you felt like Demarcus Lawrence and Alden Smith both played well in the same game. No, no, because Tank didn't really get it going for a couple of weeks, and Alden Smith was good for the first like what three weeks, and then he disappeared. Right. Mm-hmm. Huh. And, and he did like on, honestly do kind of what you expect. I think he's just gonna get yeah. he's somebody's mm-hmm. gonna see what Alden Smith did last year and just pay pay him, <laughs> and that's that's gonna be it. I mean, that's simple as that. So, uh, okay, Dalton, who's your me, right? Yeah, yeah, you got another guy. There? The, 
the safety market really, really intrigues me because we've seen over the past couple of years, I mean, these guys just aren't getting paid. Um, it'll be interesting because I think that this safety class of free agency is unbelievably good. Um, I would kill for a guy like John Johnson, but I do think that he will be out of the price range. I'm going to switch over here and I'm going to go to corner. A little bit of another reclamation project. He didn't play very much for Seattle last year, but he was really, really good in the cover three scheme in Washington the year before. That would be one Quentin Dunbar. I don't think he'll be expensive. I don't think if you you know draft a guy at 10, he doesn't have to start. He's just good to have for a depth guy on the outside, um, You know, especially because the Cowboys last year really struggled once their starters went down on the outside. Um, they obviously struggled because of the defensive scheme switch and not having a training camp and all that. But I, I do think getting a guy like Quentin Dunbar, it's, it's going to be low risk, high reward if he plays anything close to what he did in Washington. Um, as long as the legal stuff is all good with him from you know last summer, I think that that's a, a name that the Cowboys should look at if you factor in you know salary everything would you rather have him jordan lewis or cheeto i'd rather have cheeto oh after everything yeah you have to factor yeah yeah quentin dunbar because i think cheeto a guy he started for four years at corner and he wasn't a total disaster at any of those points yeah um i I think he's probably going to make you know eight million dollars um i don't know what dunbar is going to be at but after really not playing last year I don't think he's going to be nearly that expensive. Yeah, no, that's a good name. There's tons of corners. Um, Tons of names, yeah. Yeah, tons of names. I was going to move on to a defensive lineman, but while we're on the topic, you know, a guy I'm kind of throwing out there, and I'm I'm all about, like, if Jordan Lewis will come back for cheap, I'm I'm all in on that. But, you know, we all know you're signing Jordan Lewis. You're not signing Jordan Lewis to immediately be a top three cornerback for you and have a lot of playing time. You're, I mean, it's open competition. It's just the situation you have with your defensive backs right now. There's a guy, because they're in such dire straits at cornerback and safety, this is where I've thrown up P.J. Williams of the New Orleans Saints, who just kind of got weeded out because, quite frankly, New Orleans has quite a few good defensive backs, and he didn't get to play much. But he's played snaps at both outside corner, slot corner, free safety, and strong safety for the Saints. Um, so doesn't have like an injury history or anything. Uh, but he was playing, you know, less than half the snaps out up in New Orleans. But like, there's a guy gives you kind of like even in free agency, if you snagged him up early, he's not going to cost much, and then he can kind of just help you kind of figure out what you need to do. Like, you don't even have to sign him as something. Now, maybe you've identified he's a slot corner uh, and is just good man coverage, and that's what he is. I mean, that's really all he is. He's not a very good zone player, but like, he's a good man coverage guy. And you say, okay, I've signed him and I want him to play slot and I know he can play outside. $2 million, $3 million, like it's not going to be much. So P.J. Williams, another name uh, I kind of like there. So just uh, another corner. And then I'll save my defensive line for for my third go-around. So uh, John, see, see, bargain bin shopping sucks. Uh, John, you're up. (laughs) I feel like I named 12 guys in the last time I went, so I'll just go. I'm going to go way down the list here. This wouldn't be my number three guy. I'm just going to go real bargain bin here. I wouldn't mind them kicking the tires on Tack McKinley. Um, I yeah. have, obviously have to pay, pay. He has to pass a physical, which he hasn't been able to do. But if he was able to pass a physical, obviously the Cowboys liked him a lot. They liked him more than Taco back during that draft. And then obviously he was with Dan Quinn. Dan Quinn and the Falcons liked him a lot. If they felt like they could get anything out of him, and I don't think he would cost anything, I would throw his name out there. Um, uh, what else? There was one other guy I was going to mention there, to you guys. Um, God, 
who was it? Uh, oh, how, yeah. What do you guys think about if they did move, <laughs> if they if they did have plans for moving on from Jalen? What about if they went after KJ Wright? I, I was I was about to mention him. Um, yeah. Not he wasn't gonna be my guy. But he was in the group of guys that my guy is in. So yeah. He'll probably uh, go back sh- to Seattle, but who knows? Yeah, and I, like I added uh, KJ Wright, and almost you know I guess we could put Richard Sherman in that book too, and also Bruce Irvin, or like guys who are like okay, got the Dan Quinn connection to some point, like file that away and just kind of keep it in your head, you know, like I, I, I would, and I'm totally okay with that. And KJ Wright can still play a little bit, so uh, way more than I think than I think Bruce Irvin can. Um, but I see like, Bruce Irvin could take that Alden Smith role <laughs> though. Um, but there, there's your. I mean that I, I think I think it's a good name, man. I think it's a really good name. Um who we got here, Kent? Yeah, I just want to uh clarify Bo Scarborough not in the league anymore. He was uh. last with the Seahawks <laughs> in twenty twenty, but he's currently a free agent. So before I get ripped on Twitter for for that. Um yeah, I I'm looking at defense still. Um, you know, linebacker certainly we need help there. We need help at the pass rush. We need help kind of in the secondary as well. So I'm looking at linebacker here. This is a guy I've always liked uh, throughout his career. I followed his career. I remember seeing him at the Senior Bowl. Stuck out to me there. Small school guy. He's had a really nice NFL career uh, since 2016 when he was drafted by the Packers and uh, played for New York last year. It's Kyler Fackrell. Um, love this player. And, uh, you know, real leadership kind of guy, kind of a Sean Lee kind of a guy, um, but played um, 16 games for the past three years, 12 last year, over 600 snaps though, four sacks last year. And uh, it's just a nice player that you can get for, uh, I think, a pretty affordable affordable um, price tag and uh, adds a lot of depth and and some, I don't know, some insurance at a, cl- a little bit of different spots on your defense, whether it's uh you know, run, run tackling or maybe forcing a fumble or interception every now and then. So I like Kyler Fackrell. Yeah. He had a 10 sack season a few years ago and yeah, they were in four. Yeah. yeah. He was kind of a three, four guy, but he was playing, you know, four, three standard outside linebacker, uh, is playing the will uh, for New York. Uh, but just, you know, obviously, you know, there's just more and more linebackers aren't getting a lot of snaps when you have two on the field most of the time, or sometimes one on the field. Yeah. So that's kind of what happened to him there. But he got a pretty good little paycheck to go to New York. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think I think he's a guy you would ask to play right defensive end here. I don't think he played. I don't think you would ask him to play linebacker. I think he's better if you would say rush the passer. Sure. Um, sure. But you know, as we know uh, from years past, the Cowboys don't like those guys that don't have a history of putting their hand on the ground. So, uh, you know, whatever that means. We'll see. Uh, Dalton. Yeah, so going back to that safety position I keep going to um, and, and talking about, it's uh, if you want to take a swing at another guy that is off-injured, Jaqueski Tart from San Francisco. He's a guy who plays a little bit in the box, plays a little bit at free safety as well. Um, a name that I would probably, you know, hopefully bring in as, you know, a depth piece or, or somebody who can play as, you know, your your safety three role. Can come down, he can play in the slot a little bit as well if you want to stay in, you know, base personnel or big nickel um, instead of going with uh, your nickel package. You know, I, I would love for them to go safety at 44. 
I just think that they're not going to. I just I look at the history of the Dallas Cowboys in drafting, and I think that a guy like Jaquesky Tart is is the type of name that they're going to bring in to try to compete for the starting free safety role. How would you feel if they bring back Xavier Woods? Fine with it, hundred percent fine with it. I mean, he's not. He's hopefully not your long term answer at free safety, but I think that that's that's a fine opportunity. There's just a part of me that wonders if. You know, if the cap doesn't move much more than what it's expected to right now, I out of Jordan Lewis, Xavier Woods, and Cheeto, I could just see one of them guys coming back on a one-year deal because the market didn't give them what they yeah. thought. And they were like, hey, I know that the defense is going back to what they drafted me for. I'll do this for another year, get the exposure. Uh, you know, it's not like that. That those position groups are loaded on that team. I'll at least get to play, and then I'll get back into free agency next year when the cap moves back to what it's supposed, to, what it normally does. Um, I'm not saying that I expect that to happen. I just wouldn't completely rule that out because, I, 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 like we know, and we've been talking about, they're going to be bargain bin shopping. Yeah, I would call Jordan Lewis whenever you know you're allowed to talk to him and say, "Hey, what do you feel about moving to free safety?" He's better playing with the ball in front of him anyways. He's better in zone coverage. He's not really here in the, the guy who's going to mirror and match wide receivers from the slot very well. He's an aggressive player. Um, I would see, be like, hey, like, listen, you can go out, test the market, see what you can get when you don't get paid because nobody's going to get paid this offseason. We want you back. Learn how to play free safety. I, I love it. I and I really wish that conversation had happened earlier, though, you know? Yep. Uh, but, you know, we have, have issues uh, you know, I I'm gonna kind of uh, empty the chamber here, and I'm gonna know. I know you guys all have extra guys, but defensive tackle Sheldon Rankins. He was a first round pick of Had him the on my list. States a few years ago. Between Again, him and another, Hankins for me, it was Hankins or Rankins, yeah. and I went with Hankins. <laughs> Hankins. Well, we got them both here, so now there we go. Let's keep get an both. Eye on Let's get Hankins and Rankins. You know, look, I'm not gonna give you much as a pass rusher, but. Uh, at least, at least, probably not anymore. Again, an Achilles guy, but unlike the Achilles guy that I mentioned earlier, uh, and Malik Hooker, you know that happened in 2019. So we got a year back, maybe two years removed from an Achilles. You might feel a little bit better about that. Um, you know, this guy went in the first round again. Again, he is going to be cheap. Um, so that's the name. And also, while we're on the defensive line, so we're talking about all these names. When you threw out Tack McKinley, I feel like he's always going to be associated with the Cowboys just because we know there was relative interest, and he's at least always going to be associated with Dan Quinn. How about Benson Mayoa? Benson Mayoa had six sacks for Seattle last year. You going to bring him back in here? You know Chris, what he is. Bring Christian Covington back. Jack Crawford. Bring, well, you, you know who's better than that? Malik Collins. Malik Collins did not have a good year for the Raiders last year. He took $6 million to go play for the Raiders. Didn't have a good year, but... Man, I feel like I think he's better than what I have at that position right now. And I don't know if I want Malik Collins stunning the growth of Navel Galmore. I don't know if I want that, but you know, if I've got Malik Collins in here now, I kind of want Malik Collins to play the one. Um yeah. and you know, be more of just a run stopping guy. Um and maybe I can do better at that position with him, you know, cuz I mean, he's probably more fit to be a 3, but he did not have a good year for the Raiders. Um, and I, I want to, while I'm at it, Desmond King's another guy too, that is not, he doesn't run very well, but I, I still have always liked Desmond King's instincts in the secondary at safety. He ended up in Tennessee after getting traded from the Chargers, kind of out there and going to be cheap. And I just, I can't help, but still think he's got something left. He's always got a knack for being around the ball. So just Speaking a bunch of, of names. Kings. 
Speaking of kings, what do you think about Kevin? Kevin? He no no he, Kevin King is fine, but he's gonna command. What do you think he's gonna make? You know, before the salary cap stuff, I thought he would command eight to ten or nine. So to right 11. in right in the Cheeto range, because so I think that's what Cheeto's gonna. Yeah, and now that's five to eight, and Kevin King is a much better player than Cheeto. Uh, but Kevin King is hardly ever available; like he is hurt a lot. Um, so I, I and we know the Cowboys had interest in him. You know, it is funny. Still Will McClay, you know, drafting players, right? So, like, we do know, like, you can track all these guys who they had interest in over the last five years. And it's kind of kind of fun to go, okay, did they like Sheldon Rankins? Did they like Kevin King? Did they like, you know, all these guys? It's it's very it's very interesting. I think that well, it's one thing we do know about the NFL is guys like who they like, and they they tend to, like, keep those guys in their mind forever. So, oh yeah, that back into that first round in 2017 are all like the guys we just talked about. Tack McKinley, uh, you know, that's the year that they took Taco. It's Tack McKinley. Yeah. Kevin King went with the first pick in the second round. Yeah. Uh, obviously, T.J. Watt is the is the one they should have drafted. But like you know, uh, Tre'Davious White, the corner that went to the Bills right before the Cowboys picked. Those were all the names that were right in that grouping there uh, when they took Taco. Yeah, another name I. Th- I th- well, I want to say he was a sixty. I mean, a, a thirty visit, but I don't. I don't know for sure. He's a linebacker who's with Washington. I I like as a as a will as Kevin Pierre Lewis of Washington. He's going to be free. He's going to run and hit athletic guy. I don't know. He's he's a special teams guy too. Um, he will cost you nothing, and I like guys like that as well. So that's a bunch of names we threw out there, guys. Uh, Gerald McCoy is one that probably didn't come up. Maybe maybe he's back. I know that's been thrown out there a little bit. While we're so should, um, emptying the chamber here, you think uh, Andy Dalton's back with the Cowboys? I personally don't. I think that he's going to get a better opportunity somewhere else. Um, you know, you just got to remember last year at this time, he was still with the Bengals. He, wasn't gonna, he never got to really get to real free agency. The Bengals kept him until they drafted Joe Burrow and then, you know, released him a couple days later. So he didn't really get a chance to really be out there. And while obviously he didn't play as well as Dak would have as a starter, I think he did enough in those games for some team that has like a young quarterback that's like, hey, let's bring this guy in. Maybe he starts early on, and if he can hang on to the job, he hangs on to the job. The only thing that I will say is that if, you know, if Dak it looks like he's going to play under the franchise tag, obviously Andy liked living here and playing in Dallas and stuff like that. I mean, that could factor in with him that if two deals are, if it's close with the Cowboys and somebody else, he might be like, sign me up for this one more year, you know? But yeah. I just, for just quarterback is just so tough. I just feel like that there's going to be some team that comes out of, out of there that you're just like, well, that's a good opportunity for him because, you know, the guy in front of him or the guy they just drafted, he's probably better than them right now. So why wouldn't you take that opportunity? Because he really does believe he's still a starter in this league. So, yeah, he's probably not He's not probably a top 20 starter, but he can probably start for back end, you know, five or ten teams there. So I think he'll, get, I think he'll have a better offer somewhere else. We still don't know who the quarterback is in New England. We don't know who the quarterback is in Chicago. Um, it won't be Trubisky again. I, I feel like Trubisky will end up somewhere else. I feel like Garoppolo will be gone from San Francisco at some point. I guess Garoppolo in New England might actually make a lot of sense. Now Cam I can Newton see Mar- Marcus, place, Mariota, you know? Marcus Mariota could go somewhere too. Yeah, like all these guys. So, like, Dalton might have an opportunity to go start. Yeah. 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 So, in that case, without without Dalton, um, 
I want Colt McCoy. That's that. That was my next guy on the list. I think Colt, Colt, slightly cheaper than Andy, experienced guy. Um, you know, kind of a a career backup at this point. But um, you know, Jerry probably remembers when he led the Redskins uh, to a victory at AT and T Stadium over the Cowboys. So um, be a nice little uh, insurance policy type player. Man, the, the, Colt, Colt McCoy and, and Damian Sue both in the same off season. What a home run go. for the Cowboys. <laughs> well, like, hey, the criteria for that is, like, veteran guy who doesn't completely suck, who also doesn't prohibit me from adding a tier four defensive tackle yeah. or a cornerback. Like, that's yeah. the qualifications yeah. of backup quarterback. And you know exactly. what? That's a way better plan than Cooper Rush. It's just a way yeah. better plan. So, Well, especially after what they went through last year. Uh, I, you know, and then here's the other thing. Like, Mike McCarthy just seems like he's – more into the idea of having a proven veteran backup than Jason Garrett ever was. So I think that, that both those things factor. And I would be surprised if they went into next season, let's say with like Garrett Gilbert as their backup. I think that they'll have a veteran and, and Colt McCoy makes a lot of sense. The only other name that popped out to me to Rod Taylor a little bit. Um, I mean, he might want more money. I don't think anybody's going to give him a, an opportunity to start somewhere though. So, um, so that one stuck out to me and, um, Believe it or not, like in in terms of you know how Spotrack breaks down the quarterbacks, like AJ McCarron is like way higher than Andy Dalton and Colt McCoy, and I think that's ridiculous because I would ra- rather have uh, McCoy than than AJ McCarron. Do you guys think Tyrod Taylor's skeptical of getting the COVID vaccine after what happened to him? <laughs> well, I don't think you. I don't think they inject the COVID vaccine into your lung. I think it's a smaller needle. Yeah, <laughs> uh, they don't. That's they've. They don't do it into your lung? I don't think so. Uh, I, I haven't got it yet, so I don't know. Oh, hi in your face. I got it. It's in the <laughs> left arm. It is. Right oh, there. Well, you can Bam. pick the left or the right arm, Kevin. They asked yeah. me. Oh, nice. Yeah, I just took it in the left. As, as Guys, me too. where are we getting these at? They're not hooking me up out here in Collin County. Where do I got to go? Oh, bro, you got to sign up in Dallas. I thought you have to live in the county. Uh-oh. I don't live in Dallas County. Uh, I... No, oh, no comment from I, KT. I, I, yeah, his audio broke up. I don't know what happened there. Sorry, I'm back. <laughs> You're breaking up. You're breaking up. No, sign up in Dallas County. Uh, they got the Fair Park vaccine hub going because they got FEMA there. I talked to my guy Chuck from New Jersey in the in the line there. I was in and out in 30 minutes, by the way. It was very easy. Who were you talking less. to in line? You were just standing in line? Well, so, so after I thought you, you were, get the I thought shot, you had to be in your car. You do, but after you get the shot... You know, you're in. You have to wait for 15. You have minutes. to wait 15 minutes in case yeah. you have an allergic reaction. No. So the guys they have, in case you they, have yeah. they have guys from FEMA and they're you know they're walking you know up and down the line just telling you hey if you have anything honk your horn or whatever. But I started talking to the guy and I was like man that was a very smooth transition like I was in and out of here. It was he goes yeah we've got it together now that we're here and he has FEMA jacket on. I said, How many hours <laughs> I said, how many hours a week are you working, Chuck? And he goes, man, we're working about 60 to 72 hour weeks. I'm from New Jersey. He goes, hopefully and he, and everyone he, will sign up and we'll get you guys in and out of here and I can go back home. I said, yeah, all right. But wait, And he goes, but since I've been here, I've really been enjoying you on the Eagle, KT. Have a good day. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, thank you, Chuck. I appreciate it. Oh Chuck's like, I like fart jokes. Um, <laughs> it didn't hurt either. The needle didn't hurt, at least for me. Not at I got all, the no. I, I was I was sore the next day. I was a little bit sore the day after as well. But the actual injection, I didn't feel at all. 
Did you get Pfizer or Moderna? Pfizer. Did I you get the, the pick? Pfizer too. No, I didn't get the pick. No, that's the one thing they there's know. The, you're, there's a line you're you the go Pfizer. down. <laughs> yeah. They're like, you're getting the Pfizer. I was like, okay, I guess. I was about to, I was about to say something, but I didn't want that audio to exist. So, that <laughs> you got a four-hour boner after you got the shot? No, 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 no. I was, I was going to say if I wasn't afraid of the the audio existing, is I wanted the Johnson uh, and Johnson one, but because it's one shot. But I, uh, I didn't want that audio to exist. Not, yeah, well, by the time John gets his in Collin County, he'll maybe he'll get the Johnson and Johnson. Maybe they've made enough, and he can just get the one shot. Man, dude, you got to sign up in Dallas County. They got the Fairport Vaccine Hub. It's badass. I'm doing it right now. <laughs> we all stay Corona free. God bless. Yes, sir. We love all. Okay, you. so we're gonna be back next week, right, Kent? We will be back next week. A little uh, DAC update, free agency movement around the league, Cowboys, all that kind of stuff. And, uh, yeah, we'll be back uh, same time, same place around next week. Maybe a little later. Maybe like Tuesday or something. So we'll let some stuff happen. Maybe we'll – maybe uh, might do multiple episodes. I don't know. But we'll, we'll be back for sure. Well, it was good to be back. Uh, thank you to our special guest this week, Dalton Miller. Follow him on Twitter, at Dalton B. Miller. Very good draft mind this time of year as well. You can follow his work over at the uh, Pro Football Network as well. Uh, so make sure you check him out. Good man. He's a good man. For Father John Mashoda and for our producer, Kit Garrison, we're going to get John vaccinated sometime. Um, we will see you next time on the next edition of About Them Cowboys. Uh, I love you. Y'all stay corona-free, all right? And God bless. <laughs>